We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. Is there anybody in your life that is helping you navigate your walk with Christ? Is there anybody in your life that is pouring into you, that's discipling you to help you navigate your walk with Christ? Now, obviously, I ask those questions, right, because the answer to all three of those questions should be yes, yes, and yes, right? Because when when you think about discipleship, it is the ongoing process of me, a disciple, going out and getting disciples. But at the same time, I have somebody else in my life that's discipling me. It's an ongoing process. And that is, that is the position, listen to me all, this is the position that we have to stay in until we meet Jesus. I, I, I should be running after people, trying to save them and tell them about Jesus and share Jesus. But at the same time, I have to be intentional about connecting to people that can pour into me to ensure that I'm walking with Christ the way that I'm supposed to. That is the cycle. Listen to me. Here's a th- and I, I hear you saying to yourself right now, well, Pastor Miles, I haven't been saved that long. That is the reason why you need to be connected to a community and people that can pour into you, that can help mature you in Christ so that you're prepared to go out and reach others. Just share the gospel. That is the reason why what we're talking about is so important, because here's the thing, y'all. God did not leave a backup plan in the earth. This was the plan for us to reach the unsaved. This was the only plan he left. And if you're not a disciple, first of all, you're not discipling. But check this out. Here's what I learned in Scripture. The only kind of Christian is a disciple that makes disciples. I'll say it on this side. The only type of Christian is a Christian who was a disciple making disciples. Okay. In the text we just read, um, in, the, in, the, in the English translation that we just read, Matthew 28, uh, specifically verses 19 and 20, um, there are four or more um, action verbs in, in those two verses, right? But in the original Greek, there is only one action and one command. And then there's three participles that helped us to understand or or serve as the means for us to carry out the one command, which is make disciples. I love our church. This is the reason why I love our church. As soon as I came down off the stage last week, somebody walked me past Wanzel. I I, I looked at this. I Googled it. And there's there's all of them are verbs. Yeah, they're all verbs in English. But in the original text, there was one verb. And three participles. And I said, you got to come back. Remember I told you you got to come back next week? You got to come back next week to get, get the rest of it. So what I want to do today is, is talk to us about those three participles or those means by which we're supposed to go out and make disciples. Is that cool? Before I give you those three points, I got a point that I want to give you because we got to set the groundwork, right? Let's go to Matthew 28, 18. This will serve as my first point, but it's not one of the three. Then Jesus came to them and said... All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. I'm going to read that again. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. My first point for today, or I guess my, um, my pregame first point of the day, is to be a disciple. 
Say that with me. Be a disciple. Let's do a little investigation real quick. Jordan and I, you and I can do this, yes? I think you're, you got this. All right? Put you on the spot. Who was Jesus talking to in the text? It was, ding, ding. Everybody give Jordan a hand. <laughs> Jesus was talking to his disciples. I have to be a disciple before I can go out and make disciples. Before I can go reproduce, in some, reproduce something in someone else, it has to be produced in me. Before I go give green eggs and ham, I got to have green eggs and ham. Before I can go out and spread the good news of the gospel, I got to know Jesus. Somebody shout, be a disciple. Everybody sitting in here has already made the decision to, to, to be a Christian. But what I'm asking you in this moment is to go deeper, go further, get closer to Jesus, because the most important thing, the most intentional thing that we have to do while we're on this earth is to be more like him. That is, that is what signified the disciples or, or distinguished the disciples from everybody else. They were being like him. All they cared about was being like him, following him. I, I told you last week the best compliment that you can get as a disciple is to say that the dust of your rabbi is all over you. These boys followed him wherever he went. They did whatever he did. As a matter of fact, they wanted to walk on water because Jesus did it. Oh, I'm getting a little bit off my topic already, and that's where I write myself notes. But here's the thing. The reason why you're not seeing miracles in your life and you're not doing the miraculous in your life is because you're not following Jesus. Somebody shall be a disciple. We should be following so closely. We should be following so intimately that when people engage with us, they hear and they see Jesus. You remember the scene where, where Peter denies Jesus three times? You remember that? Now, it was one of Peter's, Peter's lowest points in his life, right? But it serves as the perfect example of what it looks like to walk out and follow Jesus and the, and the impact it has on your life. I'm going to read the verse for you. I think I got it on the screen. <clears throat> Matthew 26, 73. Watch this. It says, now we're going into the third time that he's, he's getting ready to, to, to deny Jesus, right? Yes? And it, and it says this. A short time later, those standing there came and said to Peter, you must be one of them. The way you talk gives you away. Boy, you can't even hide who you've been following. Listen to me. Let me ask you a question now. When people engage with you, can they tell that you're following Jesus by the way that you love? Can they tell that you're following Jesus by the compassion you show and the gratitude you have and the way that you engage with people? Can they tell that you're following Jesus in the way that you talk? She said, boy, I know you've been with him. I can tell by the way you're talking you've been with him. What about your vocabulary says that you've been with Jesus? What about the way that you address people says that you've been with Jesus? Y'all, I really want you to, what about you says that you've been with Jesus? I hate to harp on this, but there's this idea out there that I'm, I promise you I'm going to put it to rest. And if they want to put my face next to it, they can. There's this thing out there that people believe that Christians just okay to cuss. 
check me out now. This is the text that people use to prove that, listen, cussing is wrong because Peter started to call down curses to prove that he was not one of the disciples. What about your demeanor, your posture, your spirit? I'm going to say what the young people say. Your vibe says that you follow Jesus. I know you look good, but do you follow Jesus? I, I tell the, the young people, specifically Cody, because he's the one that's, you know, with the, with the young adults. I'm like, listen, man, we got we to gotta put that out there. Because your outfit is fly and I get all that. But when they look at the outfit, I want them to see Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to get that out there because here's me. Because we've got, we've got young adults in this church and people in this church that truly love Jesus. And all I want to do is get you close enough so I can tell you about him. Oh, gosh, y'all. all I want to do is get you close enough so I can get you to fall in love with him. Yeah. The question is, are you a disciple? That girl says, boy, stop playing. You're one of them. You can't even hide it. Oh, I was thinking this morning. <laughs> there are things that I wish I could say to people. I would give you the business so good. Oh, I could tell I, I promise you. <laughs> but I can't because I've been following Jesus. Even if I get ready to fix my mouth, I can't say it because I've been following Jesus. He should be, oh my, he should, he, he should, he should permeate through the way that you talk, the way you walk, the way you rock and do your thing. He should just permeate all through you all day long. Question is though, here's, here's the application, right? Marquise, you as a Christian, when you sit down and, and uh, when you go to Starbucks and your barista mess up, your grande white chocolate mocha extra hot with two pumps. <laughs> How do you come back and address that issue? Because Jesus should be coming out through the way that I talk, the way that I engage, the way, the way, that, I, the, the, the way that I address people. Okay. Somebody shall be a disciple. Let's get verse 18, second point. <clears throat> then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Somebody shout, therefore, therefore. Go. go. Say it again, therefore, therefore. go. Our second point for today is the word going. Somebody shout going. <clears throat> the first means that Jesus tells us to use when we're making disciples is going. One of the key takeaways from the gospel of green eggs and ham um, is <laughs> when um, you see Sam going wherever necessary to get you to try green eggs and ham. 
You want them here, you want them there, you want them in a the house, you want them in a the mouse, you want them in a the box, you want them with a the fox, you want them in a the car, you want them in the rain, you want them in a the train. I don't care. I'm willing to go wherever necessary for you to try green eggs and ham. The biggest problem we have in the church, the challenge that the church faces is that we are not willing to go. I'm going to repeat myself for the, for, the, for, the, for the purpose of it landing on you the way it needs to land on you. The problem that we have with the church, specifically this church too, is that we are not willing to go. We're not going beyond our comfort zone. We're not going to share the good news of the gospel. We're not going to invite people to church. We're not going to pray for people who truly need prayer. We're not going the first mile with people, and we're definitely not going the second mile with people because we're not willing to go. Somebody shout go. We're just not willing to go. When was the last time? Let's have a just plain, am I talking plain today? I'm not up here yelling and whatever. When was the last time? I'm a coffee drinker, so I'm going to say this. When was the last time you invited someone to go drink coffee? When was the last time you invited someone to dinner with the intention to share Jesus with them? So now it's going to get rough in here today. Let's be honest. We're not going to do anything we don't want to do. When was the last time you said, you know what, I got, un- I got an unsaved family member, I got an unsaved friend, and I need to invite them over for dinner. And, 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 and through the course of this dinner, I'm going to talk about Jesus. I'm not going to pull out the blessed oil and smack them on the head with it. No, I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to invite them over to talk about Jesus because I'm willing to go beyond my comfort zone at times when, when, when it's necessary. Here's what I'm saying. Jesus says the very first thing that you got to do is go. And the biggest word I want to give you in this space, go beyond your comfort zone. We have to be willing to go beyond our comfort zone. I, I, I had this thought and I wrote it down. Throw this, this, this the next slide up. This thought I want you to have. A going church is a growing church. A going church is a growing church. If we become willing to go, we won't have a problem with growing. As a matter of fact, we will have issues with just so many people coming here that we're going to have to put people in the hallways and put people outside and do all kinds and do different services because if you start going, this church will start growing. And I'm not saying that we're not growing. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is this, is that we internally have a problem with just going. When was the last time, listen to me, all this is just talk, we talking, this is all family, right? Yes. When was the last time you shared the gospel with anybody? When was the last time you said anything about Jesus in the conversation you had with anybody? So Pastor Wanz, I'll get up here and share Jesus every, every Sunday, right? So I'm off the hook. No. So guess what Pastor Wanzo did this week? Because I got into this word and I got convicted. I started setting up dates with people. Boom, boom, boom. 
bro, let's go get some coffee. Bro, let's go get some lunch. Bro, let's go do this. Because, listen to me, the way that, we, the way that a disciple makes disciples is the first thing he goes. She goes. The unchurch, the underchurch, the dechurch, and the postchurch are not coming to church unless you go and share the good news of the gospel. The unchurched, the underchurched, the dechurched, and the postchurched are not coming to church unless you go and share the gospel with them. It's not going to happen. You can keep praying about that family member that's unsaved all you want. God is telling you, you got to go get them. Come on. Come on. Because, you know, I promise you, I wanted this sermon to be short, but it just, stuff is just hitting my mind and my heart. Because if their soul mattered to you, you go get them. I'll prove it to you. I had a family member um, strung out on drugs. Uh, and he had taken his wife's car, had been gone for days. Nobody could find the guy. Um, and somehow, Pastor Wanzo got employed to go find him. I loved him, so I went to go find him. I ran up in the crack house. I don't even know these people. They got guns. They got dope all over the table. I ran up in the house like, yo, I need him. He got to go. He, I don't care about who you are and what you got. That guy right there is coming with me today, right now. Let's go. Because he mattered to me. His life, his situation mattered to me. What I'm saying, if I don't go get them out of their sin, I'm saying it don't matter. It's all right. It's okay. They'll get over it. Will they? Who's, let me ask you this question. Who's going to go get them if you don't? It does not matter how great of a preacher I turn into. I'm still a baby preacher. Y'all ain't seen nothing yet. Still a baby. I've been preaching. All. But, but listen to me. When I've been coming to this, this mammoth of a preacher and, 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 the, and the spirit is falling in this place and it's tearing this place up. Listen, I don't care how well I do. If you don't go, this word don't mean nothing. It means nothing. Let's push to point number three. Tell your neighbor, a, a, going church a going church is a growing church. I want to say that again because it feels good. A going church is a growing church. A going church is a growing church. Oh, let's do it on this side. A, a, a going church is a growing church. You can say that when you walk up to somebody. Like, my pastor told me that a going church it's a growing church. Let's get point number three. Are you getting anything, gleaning anything, getting better? Don't worry about it. It's okay. <laughs> get you. Let's get point number three. 
Then Jesus came to them, verse, back to verse 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. He says, baptizing them in the name of the, in the, name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Third point for today is the word baptizing. So Michelle, shout baptizing. I guess I should tell you the other part that's in it too. It says identity, right? You see that. <clears throat> Give me one second, guys. One second. They excited to play with what I like to Can we work it for a second? I got to get you there. In the original writing of the text, the commonly used Greek word baptizo was used for the word baptizing in verse 19. The word baptizo means to dip, and it was primarily used uh, to signify the drawing of water uh, by dipping a vessel into another. The drawing of water, baptizo, was used to, to, to explain um, you know, the, the dipping out of water by the use of a vessel, right? So you would take a cup and you would baptize it into the water to pull the water out of a bucket. They would use the word baptizo. And it was used, generally used, um, to signify the dyeing of a garment. Had two main uses, but they used it. You could baptize chicken wings if you want to and some barbecue sauce. But the word baptizo was just a very general word. Let's work over here. Somebody shout baptizo. So the word baptizo um, would be used to signify um, this towel, this rag, being immersed in this dye so that the towel could completely identify with the dye by absorbing the color. It, it, it was too heavy for this side, so I'll say it again. The word baptizo would be used to explain this towel being immersed in this dye so that the, the, the towel can completely identify with the dye by absorbing its color. Yeah? So we're going to baptize this towel. We're going to baptize Brother Towel. Let me get, let me, let me get it. I'll, I'll set you off. Take me to the water. Take me to the water. We are the wrong key. Take me to the water to be baptized. So you know they come down when you get ready to dunk them, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I baptize you, <laughs> my brother. <laughs> To be baptized. This is the old, old, old one right here, y'all. Let's do it again. Take me to the water. Y'all sing with us. It's okay. 
water. Take me to the water. Take me to the water to be baptized. So now, <laughs> because the towel was baptized, it can now completely identify with the thing that gave it its identity. So listen, this is what Jesus was getting at. I don't need you to go out. I'm, I'm talking to you. I don't need you to go out and baptize and bring them here. We got a baptism service happening in, in, on the 11th, on, on what, 10th in November. I don't need you to go baptize and bring them here. But I need for you to help them identify with Christ. I need for you to show them the significance of publicly identifying with Christ. So what this towel has just displayed to us is because it was baptized, it's totally been changed. It is never to be the same. And that is the significance of baptism. You see, Jesus is saying, listen to me, I want to break them from all of this legalism and all these different things they've tied to. And I want to get them into relationship with me and I want them to identify with me. So go ahead and take them to the water so they can be baptized so they can identify with me. Jesus wants your help. Listen to me. Jesus wants your help at showing the world that they can identify with a holy savior. He wants your help, helping them to identify. Listen to me. This is my new identity in Christ. This is who I am in Christ because I, I gave my life to him. Now I'm publicly going to explain it to the world because I've been changed. I've been totally changed. I went down one way came out another. If you mess with me, I'll preach it even further. Listen to this. Yeah, yeah. You see, when it went down, it was a little light. But now I got some weight to it. You see, when, when, when you give your life to Christ for real, you get a definition to you. You get weight to you. You get power to you. Take me to the water. I'll let you sing. Take me to the water. Yeah. Take me to the water to be baptized. Jesus says to his disciples, I want you to do your part because I've already done mine. I've made my, oh gosh, I made myself available to them that they can identify with a holy savior. They can identify with the Messiah, the one who saves everybody. So part of what, listen to me, we got to go first, right? We got to go. We got to be willing to go. But then we have to be willing to tell them, hey, listen, I know who you think you are right now, but you're going to get to be able to identify yourself with Jesus the Christ. I love telling the story of who I used to be. I am in no shape, form, or fashion ashamed of who I used to be. Because I'm, I am, I am I, listen to me, I am a testimony that he can change anybody. 
Jesus says, listen to me, I want you to go out and I want you to make, make keep people understand that they can be changed. Pastor Wanzel, I, I, I don't have all the detail for that. Listen to me. All you got to do is get them here. I'll baptize them. I'll take the responsibility for doing that. But here's the thing. You have to explain to them that it's possible for you to change and be changed forever. Here's what I learned about this guy. Even if I wanted to change it back, I couldn't. I could, I could make it lighter and all those things, but it'd still be green. When you give your life to Christ for real, it'll never be changed. And when you get baptized, that is a public affirmation of a decision that I've made on the inside, that I've made him Lord and Savior over my life. We got a baptism coming up in, in November the, on the 5th. And there's some of you in this room right now, and I promise you my message wasn't heading in this direction, but there's some of you in this room that have already made decisions. Lord, you're going to be Lord of my life. You're going to be, I'm going to make you king. I'm a, you're my savior. But you haven't been baptized yet. You better sign up today. Because listen to me. Think of the progression of what he's saying. He says, listen to me. I want you to go get them, baptize them. As soon as, as, soon as they say they're, they're willing to give their life to me, baptize them. Tell your neighbor, don't wait. Let's get to the last point. Let's go to verse 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Verse 20, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Our fourth and final point for today is the word teaching. Say that with me, teaching. So after they identify with Christ, Jesus says, we are to teach them to live out this new life. Teach them how. Not how to do church. I'll say it over here. We're not to teach them how to do church. Not to teach them religion. Not to teach them how to live like us. He says, I want you to teach them to obey. So now, this idea of teaching, I can tell by the looks on your face, is a bit, it's a bit daunting. As Pastor Wong said, I don't know all the scriptures. Only got saved yesterday, Pastor Wanzo. Half of this stuff I don't understand, Pastor Wanzo. You did a good job, but a lot of it I don't understand, Pastor Wanzo. It can be intimidating when, you, when, when you're told that you got to go teach something that you don't feel confident in. Yes? But what did Jesus say? He says, teach them to obey Watch this. Everything that I have commanded. Wow. 
teach them to obey everything that I have commanded you. I don't have to be versed in every, all of the 66 books of the Bible. I could have just got saved yesterday. But I am to teach out of the wealth of what he's commanded me. I don't need to sound like Pastor Wanzel when I go out and talk to somebody about Jesus. Honestly, all I got to really truly say is, hey, do you know Jesus? And if they hit you with a question that you don't have an answer for, come to church with me and I can get you an answer for that. Because Jesus says, listen to me, you don't need to be a theologian. All you got to do is teach them to obey everything that I've commanded you. Everything that you've learned from me and everything that I taught you specifically, teach that. And if it falls outside of, 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 of the subject matter that you're comfortable with, bring them to your community. We'll get an answer for them. I said to myself, well, Lord, they're going to be uncomfortable with this. Because we're a teaching church. And in their minds, Pastor Wanzel does all the teaching. What you just said in your word, that I got to teach what you learned, what you've taught me. So Cheyenne's on the hook for teaching what he's taught her. And Jordan's on the hook for teaching what he's taught him. And Tina's on the hook for teaching what he's taught her. I'm just on the hook to teach what I know. That's it. That's what I know. I could have been saved yesterday. I could have given my life to Jesus yesterday or today, and I could walk out of these doors, and I could spread the good news of the gospel. Here is the reason why I'm having this conversation with y'all. It's because Jesus commanded it. He didn't leave us an option. So he says, I want you to go. I want you to baptize. And I want you to teach. Shout go. go. Baptize. baptize. Teach. teach. Go. go. Baptize. baptize. Teach. Go. go. Baptize. Teach. Go. go. Baptize. baptize. Teach. He says something that's extremely important for us at the end of it. Verse 20, he says, in teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So now, Cody, if we know this story or this narrative correctly, this is right before Jesus ascends back to heaven. And the question could be, Jesus, you just bounced on us. Right? Like, Jesus, like, you've been with us all these three years, and we've been able to do stuff in your name, and we've been able to walk the face of the earth and talk big noise everywhere that we went because you were with us. And now you're going back to heaven. You're leaving us alone. But Jesus says, no, I'm going to be with you to the very ends of the age. How? Because at Pentecost, I'm going to release my Holy Spirit which is dunamis, which is power. And it's going to be by that power that I'm going to release inside of you 
that you're going to be able to go, shout go, baptize, shout baptize, and teach. Somebody shout go, baptize, teach. Listen to me. He is with us. So scripture teaches me that the Holy Spirit will guide me and lead me into all truth. He will give me the utterance for things that I don't even have the answer for if he is with me. Because I've got that power when he's with me. So the question is, do you have that power? Because if you don't have that power, then going, baptizing, teaching is a very daunting thing and you're not going to do it. What I'm asking you today is have you received the Holy Spirit? I got to have power. Greek word is dunamis. It's like like a stick of dynamite power. He says, I'm not going to leave you alone. You don't have to be scared to go. You don't have to be scared to teach. Just go with me. I don't want to break this down too much because I I want to study a little bit more and give it to you at a later date. But, you know, this this is the great commission. It's called the Great Commission. It's it's a co-mission. Meaning that Jesus is going to go on this mission with me. We get to do it with him. So I'm not worried about the response that I'm going to get if I share Jesus. I'm not going to worry about you blocking me. Because I'm sharing Jesus. Because I was commanded. I was commanded. Oh God. Shout, I was commanded. I was commanded to go to baptize and teach. So here's where Pastor Wanzel is, y'all. Can I be honest? I said, Lord, I'm sorry for not obeying. Because it's easy to come up here on a Sunday morning, spend all week preparing for this, and come up here on a Sunday morning and feel like I'm walking out what he called me to do. When the command was, go. You see, if we just sit and have this conversation all day long and it never gets outside of these four walls, we're not going. He said, go, baptize, and teach. Stand to your feet. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.